Hi, this is Mackie Shulstone with another Maximum Wellness Podcast. My topic today is pinpointing risk to sports-related injuries. According to the Journal of Sports and Health Science, hamstring strains are one of the most common sports injuries. The journal reports that a review of the medical database of the National Football League between 1987 and 2000 indicated that 10% of all injuries in American college football players likely to play in the NFL were hamstring strain injuries. It's also been reported that 12% of all injuries in the NFL training camps were hamstring strain injuries, making it the second most commonly seen injury. One of the main causes of hamstring injury is fatigue, both systemic and muscular. Research, which appears in the December 2019 issue of the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research, reported that 47% of hamstring injuries were sustained during the final 15 minutes of the first and second halves of the match play in soccer. The takeaway message is that excess fatigue with deficits in hamstring strength endurance places the athlete at greater risk to sustain a hamstring strain or tear, taking much longer to recover. The December 2019 issue of the Journal of Athletic Training comments that lateral ankle sprains are common musculoskeletal injuries among the general population. As a sports-related injury, approximately 11,000 ankle sprains occur per year in U.S. collegiate athletics, and ankle ligament sprains were most were the most frequent in men's basketball players, notes the research. Yet many people do not perceive the lateral ankle sprain as being a substantial injury, with 73% of those sustaining the LAS or lateral ankle sprain reporting re-injury. Up to 40% of those so-called copers with reoccurring LAS will develop chronic ankle instability, defined as CAI. The researchers comment that individuals with CAI describe feelings of instability or episodic giving away and physical or subjective dysfunction lasting more than one year after the initial lateral ankle sprain. The gluteal muscles, note the journal, play an important role in global movement of the hip as well as pelvic stabilization during closed chain exercises. That means bearing weight. The takeaway message is that it's important to develop hip abduction, that means away from the line of body, strength or hip abduction strength to reduce the incidence of lateral ankle sprain that could lead to chronic ankle instability. The shoulder, specifically the posterior rotator cuff, is one of the most injured sites that overhead throwing athletes experience in their throwing careers. That could also affect tennis players uh, as well, overhead hitting athletes at any level of play. Understanding scapular function and its dynamic role in rotator cuff function is critical to prevent needless non-contact injury. The serratus anterior and the trapezius play important roles in moving and stabilizing the scapula during upper extremity motion, according to research. Serratus anterior and upper trapezius electromyographic analysis of the push-up plus exercise. A systematic, a systematic review and meta-analysis, which appeared in the November 2019 issue of the Journal of Athletic Training. 
The serratus anterior, a muscle that originates on the surface of the first to eighth ribs at the side of the chest and inserts along the entire anterior length of the medial border of the scapula, uh, anterior front medial in, on the inside, it acts to pull the scapula forward around the thorax. Serratus anterior weakness is often present in overhead athletes and can result in shoulder dysfunction due to altered scapular kinematics, such as what's known as a winging and tipping relationship. Uh, actually, it's called a winging scapula, note, notes the research. The trapezius is a diamond-shaped, flat, triangular muscle located on each side of the upper back. It functions as a shoulder stabilizer with the, uh, with the serratus anterior and the rhomboids. The trapezius moves the scapula and supports the arm. In overhead-throwing athletes, there's typically uh, an intramuscular imbalance between the serratus anterior and the upper trapezius. It appears that the push-up plus exercise strengthens the serratus anterior while minimally activating the upper trapezius. In other words, you can isolate that serratus um, muscle. The push-up push plus exercise is done like this. Get down on your hands and feet in a push-up position. Spread your feet and bring your hands together, making a diamond with your hands. Now, you can be in a standard push-up position that is with the legs extended, or you can be in a bent knee position. Keep that in mind. Uh, the bent knee is easier uh, and takes less stress on the body, but the results are um, somewhat equivocal on both. Rotating, at, at, when you do this, rotate only your shoulder blades, lower your chest three to six inches, and then push back up again. Repeat the motion for the desired amount of repetitions. So once in the position, and your hands in the diamond position, the elbows flaring out, Go down just about three inches. You don't have to go all the way down and push back up again. And repeat for a desired amount of repetitions. Now, let me emphasize, before you try this exercise or any exercise of a rehabilitative type in nature on your own, you first must check with your physical therapist, athletic trainer, personal trainer, or your attending physician. This is not anything you experiment with. That's the way I do things after 43 years and over 3,000 pro athletes. We reduce the unnecessary risk. But the push-up plus exercise, why don't you Google it, push-up plus exercise, and see what you see about it. If you want more information on this and much more, go to Maxwell, M-A-X-W-E-L-L, nutrition, N-U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N.com for more information. You can sign up for their newsletter and read all this peer review research. By the way, they're housing all my columns, and this is podcast number 99 that will be on the site uh, although this podcast, Maximum Wellness, you can find it on all locations under Max, Maximum Wellness, where you get your uh, podcasts. Mine is very short, six to eight minutes. I do it myself, take peer review research and try and put it into usable information. I don't waste your time or mine and try and give you information that you can use and sum it up for you. I'm Mackie Shulstone. Until next time with another Maximum Wellness Podcast, I ask God to bless you, keep you safe, strong, healthy, and prosperous, and wish my long-term client and friend, Serena Williams, great success in her quest to tie Margaret Court's record and uh, to hopefully establish one um, during this year. 
Let's hope that does occur. We'll ask God to bless her always as well. Be well. Talk to you next week.